Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's not waste time on something he's not good at, he's not seeing. Let's accentuate the positives and do the things that he's best at. Because ultimately, they're the ones that are between the white lines. It's not any of us coaches. They're the ones that have to go out there and do it. The early weeks of the season may present varying levels of challenge depending on how your schedule is set up. You might start with a quote-unquote cupcake, or you might jump right into it with a tough opponent or rival. Regardless of that, having clear objectives for your offense as well as a sound thought process for what goes into those early season game plans is important to getting your offense started off on the right foot. You want to have a package built around what your players do best as well as having enough answers to handle all you will face from opposing defenses. That's what our three guests covered today. We take a look at setting goals that are based on your team and situation as well as paring down your whole camp install to something that will be most efficient and effective on game day. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. First up is Josh Herring, quarterback coach at Lassiter High School in Georgia. If you listen to our Passing Lab series with Coach Herring, you know he has a wealth of knowledge on offensive football. He talks about how he really worked to have an understanding of what the goal should be for their offense, rather than just grabbing popular numbers that are shared in coaching clinics and it's worked well for him. Let's listen to his thought process. The goals that we set early in the season are the ones we have for every game throughout the fall, and we want to emphasize those to the kids, and and we're going to post those on a board every single week 
so they know whether or not we're meeting those goals and you emphasize them in game plan and install meetings. But I think you can go a ton of different directions. I've seen some guys that have some great goals. To me, the number one thing about goals is they, they need to be realistic. They need to be something that's achievable and they need to be something that helps you win and that you have some data that, that kind of shows that. So kind of the main goals that we work toward, obviously win is always going to be the first one for everybody. No turnovers, which, you know, is generic, but obviously analytically that's a huge, huge, huge factor in winning football games. There's a whole lot of thoughts about explosive plays. We kind of track for us kind of over the years that eight explosives was a good number. Now there's a lot, a lot of games that we end up with more than that, you know, some, sometimes less, but that for us was a number, you know, if we're getting eight explosives, that there's a really good chance we would win the game. There were years that, you know, we made the goal 10 and it kind of varies a little bit somewhere between eight to 10 based on who we think we have personnel and what we're capable of. 28 points. We've, we've had various point totals. 28 for us, at our last couple stops has been kind of a point looking at different games over years uh, that that's, if we can get 28 and you score that every game, you have a really, really good chance of being competitive, winning most games. I think the trap you fall into sometimes, I know I have, is that you put, you know, your goals to score 42 points or something and you have a team that that's just not going to happen in a certain game. And I, so I think, you know, achievable goals again, there matter, but that's been a good point total for us. Over the years, even a couple of years ago, we averaged 43 points a game, but it was still 28 points was the goal because we felt like with the defense we had, that was going to kind of be what we needed to get. Really big one for me is having one three and out or less. I think for a couple of years, we had no three and outs, and I think it wasn't necessarily the most realistic. We had four different games where we only had one three and out, and so we were like, well, let's just if, if, let's make that the goal. That's the only goal we're not getting. So I think one three and out or less in high school is, is a pretty good one. Score on the first possession of each half is something we're trying to do in every single game. We put a lot of focus on that and, and PN10, you know, scripting and trying to figure out how we can start the game off right. And then 100% red area scoring. And I, that's nothing groundbreaking, I know, but that's kind of the goals that we set. And we, we're able to kind of sell to our kids from the very beginning in camp. If you do these things – and we have a really good chance of being a winning football team. And I think you have to adjust it a little bit from year to year, but those are generically kind of the goals week for us. Like that you looked at how you guys do it. You looked at your numbers historically to come up with those. And a, a couple of important ones, I think, to point out. I think that 28 is a really good number. I know for years we used the number 24. Now I know you know the pace of the game has changed a little bit, and, and so maybe 24 you need to stretch it a little bit. But I also think that number plays a little bit better in terms of complementary football. If you put those high numbers up there, it does require either more possessions or that you get down the field faster to create more possessions. So, you know, I think the 28 is definitely something winnable. I think the other thing that was interesting, you went with eight. And, you know, the, the key factor, if you go back to Mike Ayers and his study, was one explosive per drive increases the scoring chances. So um, my question to you was, do you know typically how many drives do you have in a game? No, that ha there has been some variation to, to how fast that we play, for sure. But generally, you're looking at somewhere around 12 has been an average for us. So you're looking at about six per half. It's definitely lower than that at times. But and we've been above it as well, but that's been a kind of a generic average of kind of what we've been able to get over the last four years or so. 
As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Next up is Kyle Ordzanski, offensive coordinator and QB coach at the University of Finley. I had the privilege of coaching Kyle at Baumwallis University where he played quarterback for us. It was easy to see early on that he had the mind of a coach, and he's excelled now in his own career. In this segment, he explains how they view the process of taking a big install and then being able to focus it and build it around what their players do best. For us here, I mean, we we have a big base that we install it's it's an adaptable base it's big the reason that is is so that we can identify what our players do best right like if our offensive line is not a very good zone team and they need to be more of a gap scheme team we need to be able to identify that and run those things that they do well ultimately it comes back to what our players do best and when we look at that we like to have a big base so that we have things that we can pair together and blind things up for a defense while still doing what our players do best. That's something obviously we did when you were at Baldwin Wallace as the quarterback there. And, and it did usually take us a, a couple weeks, you know, even though we would get a scrimmage against somebody else during the preseason, still would take a week or two or even three to figure out, Hey, this is the kind of team we really are and start to adapt that for you. What goes into that process of, of really filtering it down and, and how quickly are you able to get there in terms of, hey, this is really our identity this year. These are the things we do well and let's build upon these. You know, I think there's a unique approach to identifying what those kids do best and you have to run the things and you can't give up on them after the first or the second time you run them, right? But there's things that you see, hey, we're one block away here. Hey, we were just a step late or the ball was just a hair late in the past game or something along those lines to where it's like, okay, Hey, we can spend more time at this. You know, there's other times you run a concept with the quarterback, you know, three, four five times, and he's just not seeing it. And you're like, you know what? Hey, we got a game in two weeks. Let's not waste time on something. He's not good at, he's not seeing let's accentuate the positives and do the things that he's best at. Cause ultimately they're the ones that are between the white lines. It's not any of us coaches. They're the ones that have to go out there and do it. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, 
Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. We finish up with Jay Wilkinson, who is the offensive coordinator at Fayetteville High School in Arkansas. He was a guest on our Passing Lab series with Coach Herring. In this segment, he discusses how they move from camp into Game 1 install, as well as his thoughts on how to establish an identity for their offense in the early season. Yeah, one of the things we look at is kind of, you know, our early season opponents, defenses, what they're going to be running and what schemes that we feel like will best suit us in attacking those. Probably first and foremost is what the strengths and weaknesses of our players are. That goes a long way. and Kind of how we set up how we start preseason camp and, and building into the season. And then also kind of some stuff that we developed in the off-season studies. So kind of a combination of the three, the stuff that we've looked at in the off-season that we want to implement, kind of our players' strengths, and then, you know, basically the schemes that the opponent's defenses are going to be running that we'll be facing there at the first part of the year. What's the process for you guys to put that all together? Is that happening over the course of camp? Is it something that, you know, you get done with camp, you look at the install and evaluate where you're at? You know, what kind of determines, hey, here's the things we're really going to focus on here, especially early week one, right? You want to put out there what's best and what's going to help you win. You obviously want to have enough answers. How do you find that balance in, in covering all those things? Yeah, we kind of modified the old air raid install where they used to kind of install the base of their offense over three days. We take and we kind of map out where we want to be going into that week one opponent. And then we try to basically divide that up into – four or five installs. So over the course of four or five practices, we would like to have, you know, 85% of what we're going into game one with. And so we'll set down, we like to call it a ready list, what we want to have ready going into week one. We'll put all of our ideas up there that we feel like, you know, early part of the season that we're going to need in. And then we'll go basically through the install, set down with the running backs coaches, the O-line coaches, and we'll talk through, okay, this run scheme is good on day one. So they can tie it into their individual, and then I'll sit down with the wide receiver coaches and the uh, tight ends coaches, and we'll talk through the pass scheme. So hopefully we streamline it so that if we can pair concepts together, either in the run game or the passing game, where people are doing similar things, then we would like those things to go in together because then that just reinforces the drills that those positions coaches have to teach early in the year. From an identity standpoint, you know, identity, I think, does develop over the course of the season, but you're going to establish some things early on. How do you, I guess, start with that week one identity? What kinds of things do you do to make sure this is the stuff we really feel like we need to establish? This is who we are. That's kind of a deal where I sit down with our head coach. We talk about it before spring football. Hey, here's what we think this thing should look like. Here's the people that we need to get in the game plan the schemes that can get them the ball. And then throughout the course of spring, we're constantly evaluating not only the schemes, but also the players. Like, okay, we think this guy might really be able to help us at this position. He's doing well. Or, you know, it might be four weeks, four days into spring, we might go, okay, this guy's really not panning out. Like, okay, what's our alternative? Do we put another guy there? Do we change a little bit schematically where – Maybe the ball doesn't go in that direction as much. And so I think that's an ongoing process. And then when we come out of spring, we have a pretty good idea of 
kind of schematically, you know, where we're at as a baseline and what our players can and can't do. And then as we're going, you know, further into evaluating our, you know, early opponents, again, those conversations in the staff room of, okay, these are the, the players that we feel really good about and what they can do. Here's the schematics. Now let's match that up with what the defense is going to present. Where can we best utilize those schemes against the defense and our players? And so I think it's just kind of an ongoing deal throughout the summer. Again, you know, sometimes even the lead up into camp because you get, you know, a new player move in or an injury or somebody back or, you know, your opponent over the course of the summer might get a move in or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, you know, we had some great great one-on-one matchups, you know, to the single receiver. Well, you know, they just got a four-star corner that moved in from another state. It's kind of like, okay, we might need to reevaluate this and figure out a way to get our better kid on the inside uh, to give him a more favorable matchup. Thank you again for listening to our season series. We will continue bringing you ideas that can help you as the season progresses. Go to coachingcoordinator.com for a catalog of in-season episodes and sign up for a weekly newsletter, which will give you a rundown of what we've shared on the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.